Hello, and welcome to the very beginning episodes of The Diary of a Shaman. My name is Curandera Valeria. I am so grateful that you're here. Holy moly, holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like playing out if I'm going to swear or not. And today I'm really just excited because we get to talk about mediumship and we get to talk about perhaps you know a medium, perhaps you are a medium, perhaps you've maybe just heard of big names like a Hollywood medium, for example. I know for me, uh, my mediumship abilities came in two years ago. Actually, no, I think last year. Yeah, it came definitely more prominently last year where I really remember a moment, which we will get into, in order to really understand the world of mediums. Of course, I do not work full time as a medium, but this is definitely just, again, my diary entry on what that world is, how I've experienced it, how I've helped other people um, that are no longer on this realm cross over because yes I realized that that was a job that I had this lifetime as well and it's happened twice in the past month and a half month and a bit um a little bit more than that and so I want to talk to you about the experiences that I had you know as a newly initiated curandera shaman um in the Amazonian jungle I Really, I'm just discovering more and more ways that spirit uses me as a bridge of service. We're definitely going to talk about the times that I don't like it and I don't want it. Um, <laughs> but then how I ultimately come around. I'm like, okay, it's fine. We're fine. We're going to figure this thing out. Um, so hopping right in, I want to say that the first time that I experienced any type of mediumship process was last year, summer of 2021. Um, yeah, I think that that should be correct. I mean, I was definitely discovering that I was a psychic before that, long before that, almost a year before that. Um, so what my psychic abilities kind of let me know was more like, okay, how to trust spirit, how to build a relationship with spirit, how to be in communion with those that help me on the other side. If you're on the video uh, portion of this Spotify, you'll see that I have a little scratch on my shoulder. I don't know where I got that from. Maybe it was nature. Maybe it was just my nails. I'm not sure. Um, but moving right along, I knew that I was a psychic early on in 2020. Um, there's people in my family that are psychics. Uh, and there's medicine people in my lineage. So it's something that me... Being someone that was far away from my family, however, because I live in Canada and they all live in Ecuador, I currently reside only with my mom and sister. And so that kind of relationship that I had with everyone that was more so intuitive was very much ripped away from me for a very young age. Uh, allowed me to learn a whole bunch of different things. Um, and so I'm thankful for it. I'm definitely working through layers of it. But it made that when I actually discovered that I was a psychic in 2020, I felt very alone. I felt very isolated and I felt in distress a lot of the time because I didn't know how to uh, feel having all these emotions 
um, at once because it was definitely my spiritual awakening, my initiation. I also didn't know what it meant to protect myself. It didn't know in the spiritual realm is what I'm saying. I also didn't know what was going on and I felt very lost and I definitely leaned on people online because I had nobody in my close circle at that time that I knew of and we will get that into we will get into that um in future episodes I hope of just how 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 you may discover wow like there's actually been a lineage but I'm the first to actually say it out loud right so I knew I was a psychic. I had made predictions. I was working on my intuition heavy, 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 very heavy, heavy since like a while before 2020 for sure. But consciously, um, I took my first intuition course, course, course. I bought like a universal law course, um, the 12 universal laws. If you don't know what I'm speaking of, uh, you can definitely search that up, but I, bought a course of that sort in October, November of 2020. And then I invested in an actual intuition course by a shaman that I respect highly. Please know that at this time, I didn't fully know that I was going to be a curandera this lifetime. I didn't realize. Sometimes I had like a little, in, like, oh, like I felt like, wow, like, I feel like that might be me. <laughs> But my my light council never confirmed nor denied. Um, they said I had been shaman in previous lifetimes. And then I was like, okay, I'll just like stop asking. Right? I, I wasn't ready to know I was a shaman at that point. I was supposed to be a shaman. I wasn't a shaman at that point yet in this lifetime. And so I bought my first intuition, Activate Your Intuition course, by the royal shaman on Instagram, Makosi. Um, such a powerful powerful energy every time I touch into that um name uh because it means like royal royalty I'm pretty sure <laughs> something of that sort again you can check her out and so my intuition was rising at a very high rate so we're in 2021 we're in January where I bought my course in February then March I think it's January then February then March and then my intuition's rising super quickly. And, you know, now I'm pretty familiar with it because, like, it's just in my... It was meant to happen, like, that way. I was supposed to um, really grow super quickly in my intuition. And so I did, but it was not without, like, a lot of heartache and a lot of mind ache because, again, I was processing this a lot of the time only with the courses that I was buying online, but nobody around me to support me. Um, at this point, I had a Instagram open and I was sharing my experiences with everyone that was around me. And at that time, I uh, just kind of wanted to start incorporating spirituality into things, but I didn't think that people would care. Uh, I wasn't known as that in my friend group. I wasn't really known. I mean, I was known as a psychic friend, but jokingly. And I was like, well, what if I take it seriously? What will people think? How will people think of me? How will I be viewed? And so again, I've gone through those processes until let's see, I don't really know, but in the summer I started really the summer of 2021, I started really just like intuitively, uh, 
existing. I was always hearing my spirit guide speak to me in my head. Um, and you know, I will definitely be able to expand on that in the second that I talk to you about my first experience with somebody that passed over. So that summer I was living intuitively. I could hear my spirit guides and my light council, which I will continue to refer to um, as the beings of light that work with me with the highest good of myself, others, and everything and all involved. And that is like my, my crew. That's who I ride with. <laughs> That's who's in the car with me, you know, as we go on rides, as I heal, as I experience. And um, I was script writing at that point, which is just automatically writing um, messages that are not coming from your brain, but from the highest good in my case. And in a lot of our cases, okay, because I will continue to, to remind you to protect yourself and to, so that you can continue receiving messages from light and only light. Um, again, something we get to expand on. But in the journey of the mediumship route, not to bombard you with all these sidetracks that we will get into, I um, had someone very close to me have a family death. And I haven't really been close to death before this point in summer 2021. And it's crazy because now, like, I just had two family members die, like, maybe a month apart. Like, just crazy, crazy, crazy shit. But at that point, I had not had, like, I only had maybe one exp intimate experience with death. And, um... I was going over to give comfort to this person that's um, important and I was just like in close proximity to at that time. And all of a sudden I look at them and I feel like somebody spoke to me. And remember, at this point, I had already had conversations with spirit, right? It was something that was constant. I thought it was like, does everybody experience this? But no. <laughs> I've realized uh, over the past little while that no, not everyone just listens to a whole bunch of things, right? Some people visualize, some people feel, you know, and a whole different things. And some people are just maybe um, less in tune to that part of themselves. But I was very just like always listening, always listening, always listening. Not healthy, but I was. At that point, I had made it a point, though, to be really intentional about who I speak to. However, I, so I remember hearing a voice and probably stopping and being like, wait, who is this? Right. Cause it's important to know who you're talking to. And it was the person that had died for this person that I was right beside. Right. So the family member came to me and I had never had an experience like this before. So imagine me, someone that just spoke to spirit and had like a recognizable kind of different voice to this voice I hear in my head, which was more deep. It was more of like a man, um, like a, like it was more like a human voice, like a deeper, that was my attempt at a deep voice. <laughs> Um, so, 
I hear that and I ask, and it was the, my friends, let's just call them a friend right now. The close person to me, let's say that. <laughs> I just don't want to divulge information. Um, you know, I would just want to keep people's identity safe. So I would just say my, this close person to me. Okay. Okay. Perfect. We're on the same page. This close person to me, uh, they, the person that came to me was this close person's family member that had passed on. Sorry for that whole ramble. And I instantly had tears in my eyes. <laughs> I instantly had tears in my eyes because I was like, wait, <gasps> wait. And then my ego, my mind, my fears, let's call it, because I think the ego world gets like thrown around. And honestly, it's like, we can just simplify the word by saying fear, if it's about fear and whatever, if it's about whatever. So I'm just going to use the word fear. My fear started trying to come up. I was like, wait, but this person doesn't even fully believe in this whole uh, ability to hear things. Wait, but this person doesn't even, um, won't even understand. What if you're wrong? What if the messages that you're getting are wrong? What if you're not actually listening to the right person? All of these fears came to the surface, like, all at once, like Niagara Falls. Like, a fucking, I don't know, like a hot thing coming out of the ground. I just imagine, like, Ice Age, when they were running from, like, the explosions of water. I forget what it's called. Maybe you're yelling it, but... Um, and I remember looking at them and being like, <gasps> am I gonna say something? But at that point, I was just like, oh my god. Let me just say something, because I already know that I can hear things. I didn't trust myself at that point. Uh, I trusted myself minimally. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get into sp in spirit's way though, because I have always felt when I get in spirit's way. And so since my awakening, I've intuitively always been able to feel it. And so a lot of the times <laughs> as, as, the, these podcasts go on, you'll notice that I tend to kind of like pause at times and it's because, or correct myself. And it's because my light council comes in and I like feel them trying to, trying to say something to me and they're like, okay, but like, what about this? But what about this? Um, and so that's kind of what it's like. <laughs> it's always been like for me, even before I was fully initiated into a shaman. And so when I decided, okay, I'm not going to stand in spirit's way and I'm going to look this person in the eye and tell them. <laughs> and again, like it just, it is, it still like brings up not fear as much now, but it's just discomfort, which is a sign that, you know, that needs to continue to be like looked at. And so I remember there just feeling fear and saying, so, you know, the person that passed away, I feel them right now. And my eyes were like watering. Like I was like, oh my God, because it was so intense. It was like feeling a human body that was just like sad. It was more sad. And then the, I gave the message and the message was more so, hey, I wish that I could have spent more time with you. And Giving this information was stressful, was stressful. It was stressful. It was, 
it was a lot. And so I kind of said it quickly and then I changed the subject, not realizing it was my first full that I can remember mediumship encounter in this lifetime. It would not be the first or the last, however. And so when I experienced this, and maybe you've experienced this, maybe you've heard a voice in your head, maybe um, you've felt a presence of a loved one, you know, it's, it's important and for you to know right now and for you to have the permission to say, yeah, it was them. Yeah, that message was from them. It wasn't you just making shit up. Someone needed to hear that. Some people need to hear that because Spirit's like really telling me to say that. Um, because they do come through and they do have last messages for you and they will protect you if you're asking for, you know, protection. So it's important to, to really validate that for yourself and in yourself. And so that being a year ago, uh, it's crazy that that was a year ago (laughs) for me, you know, when you're really taking risks every month of your life. Like life just really feels like you've been doing so much. Um, and then so little at the same time, it's just, you know, it's a different experience. So fast forward to the end of 2021, I go to Ecuador to go see my family. And this time I go for five weeks and Right before my Ecuador trip, spirit led me to another course to invest in. So as you'll realize, I've invested in myself a lot, in my abilities. I think that's definitely the reason that they've grown so much because um, having someone not here, like right around me, me not living in a village right now or in a space that has um, people that are just offering it or it's normalized, for me, it was just really difficult to get any real life experience. Um, and any teachings from someone that had already been doing this for more years than I have this lifetime. And so I was just investing into people in courses that I felt were scary, right? Because it was like, wow, I'm using money on myself this way. Like, what if it doesn't go the way that I want it to? I'm also using my money on intuitive abilities that everyone tells me it might not be real or have doubts about. And so I doubt myself. What are you talking about? Again, a lot of insecurities around my abilities, which some of you may relate to, or some of you may doubt that these abilities may even happen. And I understand because I was in that same boat and I always need to remind myself now, like, hey, You've changed and you've seen enough people be transformed by the messages that you give them. You have um, predicted things already. Like, don't doubt yourself. Right. But at the beginning, um, I wasn't so strong in that. And so before leaving for my Ecuador trip in December 2021, which would end in January 2022 of this year, Spirit guided me to invest in this medium, in this medium woman. And I was like, interesting medium. And at that point I was just doing psychic uh, things. For example, in uh, 2021, August, I had already opened card readings up, which I don't do uh, as a shaman, but I did as my work initially started, right? So it initially started in the psychic realm. 
because obviously there's layers and I wasn't just going to become a shaman overnight. And so it took a, like a year of full intense that actually, no, it took a lot more than that to get to where I am today. But, um, since offering services, yeah, since August, 2021 of any kind. And so now, uh, I'm investing in this mediumship course because I feel like it's the one and I can hear like, and can feel, and I can, I know that it's exactly the one that I needed. And I tended this with me feeling like I was a fraud, me feeling like I don't fully, like, I'm not even full, like medium, like, I don't really know. I, I was just out of myself again. And so I, um, decided to invest in this course and attend. And this space was unlike any other one I've ever seen before. It was a whole group of intuitives all at once, all being not tested, but, but tested <laughs> in their abilities. Like we were all in there and we had a task to the, um, the course was by medium April Nicole. Pretty sure that's her handle. There's a lot of impersonators out there, but the one she has a lot of followers. <laughs> um, and we were basically like being quizzed together and being told exercises and, Hey, read the first person in the room. And like, I, I was like, Whoa, we're all here. We're all intuitives. We're all like, they're all mediums. And I was like, I'm in this medium course. Like what's happening? Maybe I'm, you know, but labels, labels, lada patata, you know, like it's, it's abilities, it's abilities, you know? And so I'm just saying that they contributed to the title medium, but I was like, I first knew more about my psychic and then I got to know more about my medium. <laughs> and so it's important to know that, and I'm only kind of saying this because I feel like it's important to note that between the experience with my close friend, my close one, um, <laughs> Just to not divulge their information. I keep like not deciding what their name is going to be. So the close person to me, uh, between that message and me attending this class, I had a dream. I had a dream where two dogs appeared and, um, they showed me like who, who kind of they were and, I then woke up and was instructed to tell the owner of this dog that is literally in my household. But this dog, I didn't know if they had passed away. I knew that they were here before I came. Like, all these things. I just was instructed to tell the, the owner, like, hey, the dog visited me last night. And they were just sending their greetings. And I was like, I really just did a mediumship thing for their dog. And so I was like, oh, my God, like, what if the dog dies soon? Like, I was like, I don't, why, I don't, I don't know why it felt like he would. Because he walked into the light in my dream. The dog did. And the dog was also walking with a smaller dog. It was like a little poodle dog with a little half curl. Um, and this is important to note because again, the person that I was telling this to was like, I, I was just afraid to tell them because like, I don't, I didn't grow up, um, in a household in Canada, uh, once, you know, in the past like eight years that 
really like talked op- openly about any of this. It, was, it wasn't normal. It wasn't normal. So me saying, hey, your dog appeared in my dreams last night. And it was accompanied by this little dog that was kind of like chestnut haired and had little curls. Like it took a lot of cojones from me, a lot of balls from me. And then I ended up realizing, I ended up getting the guts to do it. I did it. And then they ended up saying, oh yeah, the the dog beside had little like, curly hair. Yeah, like my mom had a dog like that growing up. And so I ended up having another confirmation. Oh fuck, I had another medium experience. So I pulled these experiences into the course that I took. And honestly, that course like helped me so much confront just like the the ways that I didn't know how to operate, right? Um, and so operate in the spiritual realm. So it helped me kind of expand more of my intuitive abilities, not just hear everything, but feel safe, but see things. Um, I haven't tasted anything. I don't, I don't really invite that in anyways, but I smell things at times, right? So that helped me, um, develop my mediumship abilities like a lot. It kind of fast tracked it for sure. It definitely like made it quicker. And then I left for Ecuador, So hang in there with me because I'm almost done this story. Ecuador has been a portal twice for me to bring my healing gifts forward. And I find that the past two times that I've been in Ecuador, I have been asked to work quite a bit, quite a ton. Example, December 2022, I go to a whole bunch of family members' houses that I had never met before, but my mom wanted to introduce me to a lot of her side of the family that I had never met. And so I was always going with um, into these houses that I had no idea who these people were, and I would feel these nudges in the back of my neck, these like cranks in my body, this illness if somebody was coming through. And again, that was because I didn't really, I wasn't really understanding. And every time I resisted, I was like, I don't really, but not resisted because I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. But it was because, oh my God, what are they going to think about me? Because there's one thing about boundaries and there's one thing about being pushed um, because you're, you're just in your fear and insecurity state. Right. So, cause boundaries is, are important. Like, <laughs> please don't get it twisted with spirit. I'm saying though that fear was taking over. And so every time fear was taking over, spirit was like, are you serious? Like we have a message that wants to come through to you and you're just afraid that people are going to think about you. You know, it was that kind of scenario. And so that happened at almost every single house that I was at when I was in Ecuador, like almost every single house. And I had to each time be like, okay, I know I don't know these people, but I'm going to make an effort and I'm going to say what I need to say about this person that's coming through. Okay. And so that was my first full like working gig. And I put that in quotation marks because, you know, it's just me just like working, but not, you know, I, I wasn't charging anybody for it. Nobody was like, Hey, can you please access this one person? I just felt them coming through. And since they're family members and I'm meant to be in this lifetime to additionally help my family, um, it was something that I was in charge to do when I was in Ecuador that time. But the parts that have just shook me the most have been the recent ones that have happened. And... 
honestly, I can make a whole separate podcast on that. And I probably need to just to explain how to help people cross over to the other side. But the mediumship part of it came with just recently, like maybe less than a week ago, less than a week ago, I, for example, was lying in bed. It was almost 3 (laughs) a.m. And I guess that's what people say is the witching hour, but it was almost 3 a.m. And I got a text um, that said that my grandfather had passed away. For context, um, I wasn't super close with my grandfather, but for the past four years, he had been battling with stage four stomach cancer. In Ecuador, they uh, have five stages. So stage five stomach cancer. Um, and so it was just a very big suffering moment, a big, it was just a big journey for him to cross over. It was a painful one. It was one that he didn't want to, it seemed from the outside, of of course, because I can't say him, it seemed from the outside that he didn't want to go. Um, and then he was just, he, he often, he often, uh, he actually just came through. (laughs) he actually just came through because I was just thinking in my brain, hey, am I allowed to say this? And he's just saying right now, yes, tell my story in the way that you want to tell it in this moment. And I will never do it justice. Um, But he he was just scared of dying. He was just scared of dying. He would say it and he would get desperate and he would find different people to try and cure him. He would be oblivious to the fact that he had cancer. And all of this kind of made the process of dying just, it it just, it was just a very difficult circumstance altogether. And so we knew that he was going to die for a while. And I had seen him, I think I saw him a month ago, perhaps. Um, and yeah, I saw him like a month ago. Like I just saw him. I was just talking to him. Um, he was really sick but he was okay when I was there. And then his condition had gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then he passed away. When I saw that text, I felt him come in. And it was one of the... I start... Like, I'm very emotional if it's my family that is dying. I've learned to control my emotion when I feel another member's... Um, another person's family member... Because uh, it's more so just them trying to tell me, hey, this is like, I want them to know how much I love them. And sometimes I get just too filled with like the love that they have for them and then I cry. But now I've learned to control that. But with my family members, it was just very intense. And so this family member came through and basically marched up to me. Like I remember them just marching up to me. Uh, And this I'm all seeing in what people would call their third eye vision. Um, For people that don't understand what that is, think of it kind of like your imagination. Like if I ask you right now to imagine um, you're a big tree, okay? You would have a tree in your mind. Now imagine somebody hugging that tree. Okay, so that is basically the process of how um, third eye vision can look like. And so for me at this time, it was dark in my room, it's 3am, I got this text, I see him come into my visual space, and he, and I just start crying, because I see him so vividly, and 
you know, it still gets me emotional today because people, when they cross over, just are enter a different state. People, when they cross over, are different. Um, different in a in a beautiful way, if they allow it to be. Um, thankfully, my un- my. <laughs> Oh, I also recently lost an uncle, so that's, uh, that was a little slip that I had in my head. My grandfather and, we'll just mention my uncle, they both came through to me super held by love, is how I'll put it. And so with my grandpa, um, oh, oh, my uncle, now I feel it. Um, I'll just say with my uncle and my grandpa, since he wants to be included very badly (laughs) and it's vital for the information of mediumship, they both came through with very loving intent and the message that they had, that they had for their family was for their family, as in my family, (laughs) but the ones that couldn't hear them like I can or couldn't know what they're saying like I can, came from a very loving place. And I was just sent to be a bridge between the both worlds. And is it a hard task? Yeah. I uh, actually, both times, it took a very big emotional toll on me. The first time uh, my uncle died prior to my grandpa dying, um, that was very intense because I was physically there. I was physically in Ecuador when my uncle died. And it was a very, it was also in a process where I, you know, I was using my energetics and my shaman, shamanic abilities that I had earned through my initiation and that I was developing. I was using it and I was using my mediumship abilities, right? Um, and, you know, my psychic and my medium play into the way that I am a shaman. So it's not separate. It's all together. Um, so that was a lot more emotion of an, of an emotional toll for me. I would recommend if you are ever in this sort of process, not to get like lost in um, losing all your all your energy for the day. That's just like a very vital thing that I have learned in my journey of not accessing too much and knowing when to pull back and knowing when to go in. And so even with my uncle and my grandpa. I feel them right now, but I'm conserving my energy and I know that I I now have like a better relationship that I've developed through my medium skills um, with family members that I've crossed on, which is them. Um, It's important to note, I also have a part, like somebody that uh, passed away when I was 16, a close friend of mine, she passed away. Um, when I was a lot younger and right now I kind of feel her energy as well. So I just wanted to say that because as we're speaking right now, like I feel the power of those that cross on like the immense just existence of them just like, just, uh, like it's, it gives me chills right now. And that's how I know that I'm doing the right thing. Like I could get emotional right now because of how much I've doubted my mediumship abilities and how much I've doubted um, my abilities in general. But now having lost two people back to back, I've just realized 
that one of the lessons I get from that is the ability to see how much of an impact talking to someone that has crossed on can have on somebody. And so another reassurance of why not to keep my abilities to myself. <sighs> okay. I, I know that that was like a whole dump of mediumship, but a recap would be, I don't know, maybe one of you is like thinking that you are a medium or maybe you felt like you know someone is a medium. Maybe you've seen a medium. Everyone may receive their information differently. And I definitely have throughout this entirety of my abilities developing. Before it was just hearing. Now I get visions. Um, sometimes I get feelings. Sometimes I smell. Um, I've gotten outer hearing at times. Abilities transform. And so if right now you're simply just interested in the spiritual realm and are developing your intuitive abilities, enjoy the journey. If you are more in a different space and maybe you were born from the get with mediumship, then that's also something to look forward to and be like, okay, how will this transform? And how can I really be open to learning from those that have experienced all of this, which if you're listening to all this, then you are. Um, how can I invest more time in myself to, to know these abilities of mine? And if you want to develop them further, you know, really going into yourself and saying, who do I trust and who do the people that I am around uh, or who do I trust to recommend me to somebody, right? And again, I will be able to continue to tell you, medium April Nicole, uh, the Royal Shamans activate your intuition. Those two helped me so much, so much. Um, and it's important, you know, to be able to know more about your intuitive ability. So I want to leave you with that. I've loved recording this journey with you. We're going to go deep into the side notes that I could have gone into in future episodes. Is there anything that you really like stuck out to you please dm me on instagram at the jaguar curandera uh, that's c-u-r-a-n-d-e-r-a -E curandera which is uh spanish for <laughs> spanish for shaman <laughs> okay i'm going to let you go Thank you for everything. If you would like to book your service with me, I offer uh, a couple services right now. One that I think that if you are looking at seeing what abilities am I meant to be developing this lifetime and what can I do to continue with that or what blocks am I putting in my way so that my abilities don't continue growing, I would recommend booking a session with me, whether it be an energetic clearing so that we may remove the energetic blocks or the shamanic guidance where I connect with spirit um, on the conversation that we're going to have, what is happening right now with your uh, relationships, your career, your intuitive abilities. Where are you going to go? What decision are you indecisive about? What is happening? Um, and I really love doing both services for your, those that are open to continue their spiritual journey. And so I will leave you with that. I hope that you're continue to acknowledge all your blessings and continue to be blessed. Okay. I'll see you soon.